Yeah, hi. Good afternoon. Probably everyone experienced the car buying process. And um, the biggest mistakes people actually making when buying a used car. Probably I listed a few of them. And out of them, there could be a subsection. Um, could be uh, why, the, why those mis mistakes are made. But the number one would be People are always looking for the cheapest deal possible in the market. Number two would be rushing in a process uh, when buying a used vehicle. Number three would be not arranging refundable de deposit with the seller. Number four would be check, not checking seller's um, reputation online, credibility and presence online. And number five, not checking MOT history, maintenance history, if it has both keys, and what else you think. So, regards to these, I can also mention about let me elaborate once they actually get into to the seller not checking overall vehicle condition and uh, this probably would be most six common mistakes and um, can go a bit further so I can quickly run through looking for cheapest deals mistake number one rushing in a process when buying a vehicle not not arranging refundable deposit not checking sellers credibility presence online not checking MOT history service history both keys and last maintenance uh, completion record And when they're actually moving into the deal, not checking vehicles overall condition. Let's just unpack slightly um, all of these. So the six vital points um, and why the issues ha actually happening afterwards. And the disputes are, are raising between the buyer and the seller is basically as following. Seller thinks he's looking the cheapest deal possible in the market, so what does it mean? So, that means probably you will get a basic entry vehicle, it's basic spec. Um, there's always a reason why that vehicle is cheaper than average market value, same specs, same sort of trim vehicle, um, which obviously will reflect in a price, like an auto trader you will have a fair price good price high price there always are reasons why you know um, here we're talking about into the point number four checking sellers credibility reliability and presence online so that would be brand branding and 
in what condition actually vehicle is described you know um, so that means you have to look as a buyer you have to look a bit carefully what you actually purchasing what's actually not what they advertising about a car but what actually is done to the vehicle what I mean most of the sellers making a huge mistake which is drives me nuts because there is it's a minefield out there right and um, to pick the right vehicle you need to look as the biggest value you can get out of the out of the price of the vehicle um, out of all of your selected uh, vehicles um, what I mean by this is like I said most of the sellers technically they're selling how long they've been in the business how long what they've done how many cars they have in a stock how many cars they selling and etc etc um, they selling basically um, who they are not actually selling the vehicle you know by selling the vehicle I mean how good the tires is how many mils they left how many miles you will get out of them two three years um, has it been serviced recently will it be serviced um, has it previous maintenance been done like timing belt um, gearbox oil or diff oils or transfer case oil on a certain specific vehicles so that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying about value in a vehicle you know so they're not they're not selling the vehicle they're selling themselves right um, you know so you as a buyer you want to find out the best value not the cheapest price because I guarantee you everyone who what I mentioned for these six points if you are one of them who bought a vehicle you will make a mistake you will have complaints you you will have problems um, you will have problems with finance company uh, if you have a, a, a claim or, or you, you you think the car is not as described etc 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 and by not checking the vehicle you will shoot yourself in a foot in the long term in regards to that I will explain later um, so that's what you should be looking not the cheapest price but the best value for the money so that means mostly is the vehicle maintenance if, if it's up to date so what also I mean if it has full main dealer service history both keys um, and the last service done MOT and MOT advisories actually completed you know obviously first three years obviously the vehicle will be fairly new and first three years in the UK you don't you don't need an MOT so that means you would be relying highly on a service history so the one fact to go for I would never recommend you buying a vehicle without service history part of the service history again depends how old is the vehicle but in general base it doesn't matter how old is it 30 years 20 years 10 years 3 years you know um, if you want at least to be in a on a nine of the ten times you want to be on a right car and at least 90% of the issues um, with that vehicle uh, again depends how old it is are rectified or at least followed correct um, main dealers 
or manufacturer's service schedules. So you know this vehicle has been serviced according to manufacturer's guidelines and the work has been done. Obviously certain things like discount pads, tires, you can find it somewhere else and anyone pretty much can do it, even you. As long as they are good quality parts, if you're gonna start putting cheap parts on, then you have a brake squeaks, um, they will wear, the pads will wear out much quicker. Same would apply to the brake discs. So these are just the small maintenance things which can be done pretty much anywhere. Um, as long as they're done and good quality parts are fitted, it's fine. Um, so if you will follow these basic steps, not rushing your decision, not jumping into the the loop, finance loop, right? Because once you're getting a phone call with the finance company, they will get you thousand cards available from, from they, um, not approved, but they, they saying so they're approved sellers. It's just simply people who are brokers because pretty much every every seller in the UK is a broker for the finance. So everyone gets a commission, you know, so they will drive you to the fairy tale where they say, look, we, we have these cars, you're ready to buy. And that's where the mistakes are happening because you just in illusion, um, you're buying a, a used vehicle, but you're not thinking because you're an illusion. It's like you're buying a vehicle, but you're not realizing you're buying a used car. It's not a new vehicle. Even some new cars has some defects, you know, but obviously all new cars has um, warranty and seller's warranty is, would be much less in a terms of what you actually will cover because it's a used car. Same as the manufacturer's warranty running out every year, you got less and less items covered like battery, exhaust, brakes, uh, wear and tear parts, um, wear, wear and tear parts like brakes, discount pads, clutch, friction plates, all friction materials, right? They, they just straight after some cars starting out from six months after a year and you have less and less items covered. Same like headlights or bulbs, uh, fuses. Um, so really basic, really, really minimal not minimal, but basic electrical equipment. So, so you, none of you can expect buying a used car. I mean, obviously, if it's a, some manufacturer says up to seven year year warranty or up to five year warranty, based on a mileage limit. Some of them, like Hyundai, has unlimited um, mileage warranty for five years. So, obviously, I'm not talking about these vehicles who have that sort of warranty in place where if you're buying three, four years old, you will still have some sort of warranty on it. Again, if that vehicle has been serviced with manufacturer's recommendations, and not just by you, but if you read in your, if you open your um, um, service record book, right? Or if you go on your, um, if you go digital service and you go, most of the cars have um, digital uh, owner's manual, um, in, in, in basically in your infotainment system, right? So click in, type search servicing requirements and there will be, you will find out that it's only can be um, completed by IMI registered garage or, or registered mechanic, whether the mobile mechanic or independent garage or approved repair, etc. 
So if it's out, if it's been serviced or maintained outside uh, main dealer network. So if it will be serviced by you, um, there will be no warranty, you know, because it depends on the situation. Probably if you have something silly like, I don't know, straightforward thing like alternator, let's say for instance, a starter mode, they might not budge, but no matter what will come with the gearbox issues, um, clutch issues, um, engine issues, uh, oil pressure issues, which is complicated gray area. It can be interpreted, it can go either way. You can be um, left stranded with the huge debt um, or repair bill. So that's why it's important who's actually servicing your vehicle. Um, so if those criteria were not met, the warranty will be void, even if you um, assumed you have it, but uh, maybe the seller didn't point out, or you haven't done your due diligence, which is should be, it's, it's your responsibility um, to check that. It's not seller's pretty much responsibility to do that, to tell you it's out of manufacturer's warranty. They, they don't really technically know. They're selling used car. Their responsibility to the vehicle has to be road legal, has to be serviced, they have to be service car, um, they have to be um, service, some sort of service history, or they, by consumer law, um, it have to be in a in a reasonable condition. Um, for the, obviously for the age of mileage, you know, if you don't do certain things, it's your fault. Um, if you don't do car inspection before purchase, it's your fault. I will explain you why. Um, you don't have to do it. Um, but then when you will be stranded one day you you and when when you will be asked certain question for finance company then you will understand why you need to do pre-purchase inspection because it's your responsibility on certain due diligence issues because the vehicles are not new they are used they're used um, completely differently by different drivers by different companies um, some of them ex hire vehicles some of them ex um, uh, taxi vehicles and and those vehicles will be um, the, the the price range will will, will, will significantly change you know um, and this is what I'm saying when you rush in a deal looking for the cheapest thing you will have problems you know so never never do these mistakes um, what I just described about maintenance why you should be look what we only from car Eczema, uh, we only advise vehicles to be purchased with full main dealer service history or specialist only why because like i said nine of the ten times you will get at least to the good vehicle where you would expect the vehicle had been maintained well enough during the course of the vehicles um, age um, um, or usability um, and um, and basically what I wanna what I wanna say and that and that is actually um, super crucial right main aspect of the vehicle is that serves history both keys clean vehicle is less as possible um, Keepers, owners, keepers. By rushing the process, I mean is 
that will be number two what I'm saying. Um, number one was looking for the cheapest deal, right? Never do that. Then moving into rushing the process when buying a car. So that means you... How do people people's mind work? Suddenly, you are in just that adrenaline rush. I need a new car. When you are in this mind, into that adrenaline rush, you're forgetting all of these issues. Maintenance, both keys, you just want a new car, you're looking for the cheapest deal. Um, you're not even actually specifically settled on specific make and model, which is crucial, again, because uh, when you're going to start filtering out the search, finding the right spec, finding the right color, or you'll find out there's not much of a choice left anymore. You know, most of the vehicles will be on auto trader. On rest of the like car gurus, um, what else we have? Um, auto trader, car gurus, motors, right? That they will be the most. Then you will have some, like on some, um, pet, no, not petrol heads. What was that? I can't remember anymore. But then you have uh, all the loads of shit ones will be on a Facebook. Um, then there will be some of them would be crossing over like on a motors and car gurus because they paint some membership then uh, obviously will cross over to of some of AA sites and cross over on RSC will be same same minefield will be mixing across all of them you know uh, but the main search obviously would be um, all the trade pretty much uh, would be an auto trader and some trustful private sellers would be also an auto trader most of them because that's where people mostly are searching for vehicles uh, at least in a reasonable condition if, you, if I can say so um, and then obviously you have the eBay thing which is again where people bought some shit cars they put them back again and they reselling them you know uh, because they had head gasket issues or oil and water mixing I'm just talking about some older vehicles you know and and because you're rushing on number two one on a, on a point two where I'm saying people making rush decisions looking for cheapest price then you're running into the because of those you already um, you've been ignorant and then you run into that problem when you make um, when you rush in you're not arranging right things with the seller you trust in seller seller drags you into that mood thing where the sun starts shining into that zone of adrenaline again you are addicted you know they're saying yeah the car is good and and you believe it and you're trapped into this zone like a rat in a in a spinning wheel you know and then you're not arranging refundable deposit or you're paying refundable deposit maybe even 500 pounds or thousand pounds which shouldn't be the case it should be at least probably not more than 10 percent to five percent of the vehicle's overall value normally all of the car supermarkets will charge you like 100 pounds you know that's what you really need you need about 48 72 hours um to go and have a look you know uh, if you're still not sure just extend it you know again so they're not putting it in a market and if you and the, for those people who are on the rush ignoring certain things haven't been stunned by sellers they put in deposit and it turns out to be unrefundable. Let's say it's 500 pounds. And then you're in that zone when you went to have a look at the car, you, you something something goes out or you find something better or maybe you have 
maybe you've done the inspection and the car turns out to be not not as described, right? Let me change this little one. Um, no, I still have got sun in my eyes. Apologize for that. Then you basically potentially will lose your refundable um non-refundable deposit i mean and then you have these people then you have these buyers who not checking seller's credibility everything because of you rushing you're thinking you're just gonna buy the car used car it's not new car you it's not a milk it's not a your everyday essentials where you just simply run in run in a supermarket and buy it you know you can only trust your instincts and just buy essentials every day what you really need for everyday living you know a used car it's a second biggest purchase for most of the people and it doesn't matter how much it costs thousand pounds or hundred thousand pounds million two million three million etc for every person who will make these high purchases low purchases um, they are still limited by the amount of money they want to spend on a car and 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 lastly they want the vehicle to be not as described or or, or because i'm explaining certain things some certain logical things where most of the people ignoring and running into the problems and disputes is because of 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 not of ignoring rationality right and on, on those cases you can only blame yourself you know if you're stupid enough um, trusting somebody you don't know and buying a car leaving the deposit not checking seller's credibility and presence online where you just type in the brand name and researching you know then you're stupid enough to do that if that if that particular seller is not available somewhere online you know they're selling from home as trade you know uh, what, what's wrong is that they don't have huge um, overheads like car supermarkets um, let's say main dealer approved used cars um, and then the big sellers like online sellers like kazoo cinch um, car shop car giant etc right where they have huge overheads and and preparation costs etc with the small sellers they you'll find an auto trader when you type in when you when you when i'm talking about sellers credibility and presence online you will type in you'll you'll see you're not going to find too much you know and would i be buying from these people we check many cars i mean depends what you want you know again it's just um you have to do your due diligence if, if you, you, the more likely you have a bigger hassle from these people they will start ignoring you um, when something goes wrong drag that will drag the case you know most it's, it's hard enough to deal with the the big players in a in a game you know um, then imagine how small sellers um, can play your game with you you you'll be exhausted feel misled you'll feel awful you know 
but most of the time you ended up with some sort of litigation which is more stupid thing you know um it could actually end up to you know because your mistake you know um because not checking certain things the every car will break down at some point right but but you can by ignoring the the main um points of when buying a used car you will be the biggest loser i can guarantee you we helped so many people you know and um they nearly fall for it you know and then moving into the not checking mot history ignoring it has only one key it should have two um, by insurance reasons and last maintenance completion you know when you're thinking oh i'm gonna i'm rushing i'm doing this i'm buying that's the cheapest car you phone in you go in there putting 500 pound deposit then you're buying this vehicle and then you're ending up it needs all tires it needs all discount pads it needs timing belt it needs a spare key it needs a transfer transfer case oil replacement you know it needs a service and who's a loser so now you will need all the money to get this vehicle even those are basic maintenance things they should be they should be done you know so that's why you have fair price you know and then the more likely you, you bought a car with, without a service history or there's only part of the service history and then you have these Mickey Mouses who done the servicing the maintenance like quick fit or or some other chains like Halfords garages you know I mean when specially does or main dealer at least you informed about certain things you know uh, when you go to the main dealer especially they will do your software updates you know then you know the vehicles will be up to the certain level if there is a service bulletin or recall it will be sorted I'm not talking about safety recalls but there's some some service bulletins where some issues should should be carried out and 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 um and if there is something ongoing, if you have a good relationship with the main dealer, they will do certain things for you, even might be slightly out of warranty, etc. You know, and obviously there is that credibility that, that where the main dealer can actually trace that vehicle has been there all the time and, and the servicing has been done. You know, the, I mean, the maintenance has been done um, up, up to the up to the standard and up to the up to the dates required and mileage is required so the choice basically is yours you know so these are the basics what you need to do do not trust sellers right as they selling cars their job is to sell you a car you know and they only selling they don't prep them they don't maintain them the person in a in a showroom and the person in a small uh, 20 pitch yard with vehicles I guarantee you they will not prep the vehicle for you they will only keep this vehicle with all the maintenance issues open which you will end up doing and uh, they more likely might not even know because they don't care you know, um, you will just buy this vehicle and the rest of the things will be down to you. Um, same thing like the guy in the showroom. He only trusts and you know they all talk great, you know. It's it's lovely to have a good conversation. 
you're slowly to feel good having a good customer service probably when you go to the smaller places you will not have that you know um it's whether attitude is take it or leave it right but these guys who are selling you they talk to you nice you're having a coffee warm place warm environment no wind blowing when doing a deal that <clears throat> they selling what they assume is being given to them but it's used right so they assuming the vehicle has been prepped right it's been maintained right the vehicle is in, they assume the vehicle is, is good because it's coming from the Mandela Mandela approved used approved it's all perfect but it's never the case you know well we we from experience we want that to be case it's rarely are it's rarely are obviously everyone tries to do things but but used car market was all was always a shambles you know since the always saying from the mass production when Henry Ford started mass must produce model T's and everyone else followed the used car market was always shady there was always people trying to try try on you know um, even now it is a bit I'm not saying less possible it's still possible you know um, there is law and there is a way of play the game if you know what I mean and somebody who will always want to play the game remember you will be the biggest loser you will because you will spend the most time running like a rat and chasing them they will just ignore they will drag the times so you got legal response times from 30 days to respond to you you know they can send in 14 days here. Yeah, thank you for we received your um, letter or we received your email. We respond in a, in, a, in a due course or, or in the legal response um, loop, right? And no one will take the car just like that back. You know, you always have to read terms and conditions, the warranties, the warranty terms and conditions, the warranty amount. Does it actually cover the engine failure? You know, does it actually would cover uh, the gearbox failure? I'm talking about the claim, um, cost of the claim. Will that claim through that particular warranty company, what the smaller dealer provided you, technically, in the cost of that vehicle? It's not the um, consumer right. They have a consumer right warranty up to six months, right? And, and they always add in extra thing. If that obviously warranty would not cover that particular thing, it's down to the used car seller, right? But if that cost per claim would actually cover that engine replacement, like on a Range Rover, you need at least ten grand per claim, you know. Uh, on gearbox, you need at least seven grand per claim. Um, obviously, when 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 you have to evaluate, obviously, what I'm talking about, I'm just generalizing. You need to evaluate. The cost of the vehicle right and then the biggest parts like engine replacements gearbox replacements you know the, the, those would be the, the the biggest things which can go wrong if the things get in messy you know and that can be when you're buying a car without service history it's not been serviced the, the seller says it's been serviced but they actually you're driving the car away and there's no oil in there 
you know, we had these situations. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's been serviced. You pull the dipstick out before starting on a cold start. There's no oil. They said you just service the vehicle. So if you're buying something like that, you know you will blow up the engine at some point or the after six months, something going to happen with the engine and things like that. That's why it's important to, to have, to trace back every single service history, not just stand book, but it can be matched with the invoices. Because you will have, you can end up buying something. Add an example. Somebody bought a Porsche a while ago. Uh, at that point, we wasn't doing inspections. But at that point, I was working in um, Breakdown, uh, Breakdown Systems Company, one of the biggest ones, and um, in the UK. And that Porsche had a gearbox issue, and the guy bought this vehicle. <laughs> the book was stamped, and it never been in a Porsche. <laughs> so it's important again. If something looks suspicious, you don't you don't use an inspection. If if the service stamps look similar. Or the writings look similar. Everything looks kind of quite neat and clean, and no, no invoices to 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 match up the the, the stamps and dates and mileages. Pick up the phone, phone up the main dealer. They will, the dealer will use all the GDPR shit, right? And um, but at least they will reconfirm yes and no when you will tell them the dates. Has that vehicle been there? Has this vehicle been there? Has this vehicle been there? You know, so at least you can do your due diligence. You know, so you don't trust these things. The people, the sellers, there's some some shady ones. I'm not talking. I mean, sometimes you can have in the most, you arrive in the most weirdest place, and you're thinking, God, no, I never buy the car from there. But the, the guys are really nice. So you you never sometimes that stereotyping um, can make you really in a. Uh, not really in a nice uh, way. You think, why would I was thinking about the person that way? But I mean, in general, that's how it is. There's also, I'm kind of going going away from the topic. There's certain regions where we we'll have, where you should be really careful buying vehicles. Right? Again, it's a stereotype, but it's true. You know, certain areas has um, quite high bad reputation of selling poor vehicles. You know. And you can end up in a in a in a rat race, you know, um, being in a very bad position. Reason I'm talking about all these bad positions is always we we'll always have people who will say, "Oh, you don't need an inspection, you know, it's just waste of time." Even sellers will say it's a waste of time. Why are you wasting your time? And I'm coming to the position of. When you need to prove, was the fault there? Was the fault present at the time of the purchase? And if you know what I'm talking about, if you if you have been through this process yourself and been taking somebody through the small claims court, depends on the price, up to 10 grand you have, you can go through the small claims court, right? Anything above, you have to pretty much have a solicitor prep the case, and the things are getting a bit uh, not really pretty much straightforward for you, right? Every case will take a year or two, right? I will get in a bit of details for the um, for the litigation process how you will be messed around if somebody really wants to mess you around, but if there will be any disputes. 
right? Um, anything up to six months, you kind of okay. You know, you know, you, you if something goes wrong with the engine gearbox, um, the seller simply, if that warranty um, would not pay out, as they will more likely not depends because there's, there's money. There's there's many. There's actually only few warranty companies, but all of them are in in UK in a trade when it comes to the trade policies and those specific extended warranties everything goes through the brokers everyone is a broker they're not underwriters they're just brokers and 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 they get in some sort of commission because what we have as well we we sell car extended warranty uh, through um it's been run by auto protect it's called customer customer protect warranties um so and 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 even they more likely probably from getting buying that middleman status from AIG or Alliance or some something like that you know um, most most of them will you know so that means you have like Tom Dick and Harry uh, brokers ton of them you know um, which actually comes from one thing like more likely auto protect will because you can get um, if you sell a lot of warranties, you can take out, and they will, and they will back you up. You can put your name on, right, and and sell it as, let's say, I don't know, John warranties, right, and they will come from Auto Protect, and and they will issue the claims by you using your branding, you know, and this is this is how most of them are run. So you need to look in the terms and conditions. Uh, especially when it comes to the vehicles over three, five-year-old, um, up to 60. These are the mileages up to 60,000, up to 80,000. Um, you can still have some sort of half-decent um, extended warranties. But when it comes to 100,000, anything um, over 10 years, you pretty much... Um, there's not many. You will not have a great coverage. So yeah, this is what I'm saying when it comes to the... You need full main dealer history or, or, or specialist only. This is how everything adds up in the long term. If you haven't been in the business, in, in, in the used car business and, and sales and maintenance and, and inspections are completely different different from um, repairing vehicles. So you, you're more you're preventional, you're more educational, um, educating used car buyer what they have to pay attention to you know um, and uh, like I said if you buy something um, a dog right you will have problems and and none of the extended warranties will cover you and even if they do they they are small claim limits they're up to 500 pounds thousand pounds right anything above 10 years a hundred thousand miles so if you buy in a Range Rover or some sort of XK Jag um, the three liter diesel right you know, Jaguar engine would be again uh, five, eight grand. You know, Range Rover engine replacement. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, refurbished, not remanufactured, but refurbished. It's difference. Remanufactured is. I mean, refurbished is. They took two engines, took the best parts out of it, uh, replaced what was necessary to replace. Um, put new head gasket kit on there will be no new rings fitted anything like that right so it will be better probably better solution 
slightly better solution than um, putting in just a used um, engine in there. You know, again, it depends on what position you are. Um, Remanufactured would, would would mean everything, the cylinder head, block, water pump, timing belt, all those parts will be remanufactured so as new so you have new uh, new pistons new crank it will be um the balanced and everything's been would be assembled together as new same as the head uh, camshafts um the valves and all the uh, all the springs necessary for valves and hydraulic lifters etc so that will be <clears throat> as new Reman that's what remanufactured means refurbished means Certain things, good, bad, something what needs to be replaced, being um, replaced and, and assembled together. Um, more likely with new chain and new timing belt kit, um, a new water pump, etc., etc. Depend depends on the situation, depends on the make and model and the specific engine requirements and manufacturer guidelines if they do follow them. Um, so coming back to. I will probably I will do a different video regards, but I will slightly jump into. I came into why you need to do the inspection, right? When you let me let me run through today's discussion process. The point of today's discussion is to oh this sun is annoying me, but nevertheless, biggest biggest mistakes people make. When buying a used car, number one, looking for cheapest deals in the market. Number two, rushing the process when buying a car. Not arranging refundable deposit with the seller. Not checking seller's credibility and presence online. Not checking MLT history, service history. Ignoring aspect. There's only one key. And any maintenance up to date. What that vehicle specific needed is not carried out. And then lastly, they're not checking the vehicle's overall condition before they buying the vehicle. And I will stay to this point six, what I'm saying, why it is important, where seller will say, oh, you don't have to do it, we have warranty, you have consumer rights. Yes, I agree, you do. But when something will happen and you will start panic, and you don't want this car in the first 30 days, the more likely seller will ask you an independent engineer's report because they're scared of shit, you know? Um, because I done, I was working with few used car sellers, yeah, right? They're even more pickier than normal used car buyer. Anything I rewrite down as potential repair cost and something's not right, they want reduction of it. You know, if your car is five grand and we found it needs two grand repairs, they want that two grand off. But when when we will do the report for you and that vehicle needs two grand of repairs, they will not do it. And they will not sell you that vehicle for three grand. Take it or leave it. Out of the 10 times, sellers do fix what we recommend, what re potential repair costs we have provided for that vehicle. Um, there are sellers who will say you, yes, they will, yeah, we will fix everything, but what they, what's been told and needs needs to be done obviously we take in considerations age and mileage of the vehicle what's fair what's not fair you know depends on a, the, the how much is that vehicle potentially and what's actually already been done to that vehicle by the seller 
right, which is important, taking into consideration fair wear and tear, is that reasonable? What overall weakness condition it is um, according to this maintenance records, etc., etc. Would that be fair to ask Heller to rectify, right? But at least you know what is wrong with the vehicle, you know? What I just said, seller, when using ourselves, they will want everything off of you, off, off you um, when they buy a car off you, you know? But when you buy a car off them, they reverse engineer they psychology right so they hate us basically and what I'm saying is reason the point of the inspection is to document what condition what was the condition of the vehicle at the time of the purchase an inspection will document all the issues like oil leaks water leaks those are basic things right all the standard maintenance things tires disc and pads um, which would be um, negotiation process to get them sort sort these things out, um, and and if there are issues, because sometimes you buy a car, you don't know what's in an electrical system. You know, most modern cars has between twenty to fifty um, electric control modules in the car, which are communicating to each other through CAN networks, flexi rays etc and etc you don't know what's going on in there you know certain things certain fault codes i mean certain faults will not flag up and certain fault codes will not would not um bring the um any subsystems warning light on our abs or airbag engine management system um cruise control etc and etc they are also you have convenience um and uh, convenience systems you have a uh, infotainment systems again infotainment system will not flag up the issue there might be some issue with CD not working or the GPS signal that if there's no GPS signal you have no um, the the pointer the arrow on the map you know um, there could be DAB radius aerial issue again you'll find sometimes it, it picks up the signal sometimes it's not or maybe <clears throat> if it's got TV, aerial, etc., etc. So certain things you will never see it, and you will never even know because sometimes when you go to even garages, they just don't care. They just will do what you told to do. If there was a problem, like um, I don't know, you have an engine management engine management line, they only will only refer to that. And that's it. You know, they will not look into specific aspects of of the vehicle. You know, and you might. And they will just ignore that and you will never know so but we obviously read all these issues everything will be reported so that means like i said drivability will be road tested there's two diagnostic scans vehicle is raised um, previous physical accident damage checks pain thickness readings your pain thickness report of the vehicle any panels being resprayed damage if there wasn't a damage how good was the repair based on a on, a, on the readings of pain thicknesses and and what physically and uh, what physically can be checked and seen on a structural um, component, so no one will tell you this, right? Obviously, it, it depends on the inspection packages, but the main thing is it is documented, right? If there is like issue, let's say if it's knock sensors, which could be a latent. A latent issue and after certain duty cycles 3,000 miles 4,000 4, miles it could trigger 
um, the engine warning light and the engine could go in a um, limp mode, right? Um, there's also some issues with lambda sensors, some air leaks, um, fuel system lean, fuel system rich, fall codes, which could be a nightmare. Again, they will be latent, call them latent, very intermittent faults. But once they are, those are picked up, let's, I'm just giving you some sort of very worse situation, right? Um, or gearbox pressure issues, right? Where intermittently the gearbox, I mean, the car would lose power, and would not drive. So at least they are documented. And if the seller says, okay, it's fine, fine. But at least when it will come to the dispute, right? You know that these these were the faults at the time of the purchase, and when when let's say you bought a car, even seller is liable for six months, and if you complained or even not complained, right? And and let's say engine goes pop. Um, example: Jaguar um, XF or XK. Those freely engines they have a special lubrication injectors inside the engines and one valve outside if one of those sort of fails there's no the, the, i noticed on one occasion there's no warning light on it it means the lubrication will be stopped to the pistons from inside and that could result in catastrophic engine failure right so certain things when something like that happens if that is recorded at the time of the purchase that's been recorded that's been recorded when something goes wrong in after after six months the, because the car has to technically last reasonable reasonable amount of time and if that particular issue caused significant engine failure or significant gearbox failure at least you will have a record to go back to and that can be proven because what happens when you go to the warranty company and 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 let's say even after those three months uh, you have a claim they will ask you to go uh, to do the independent inspection on that vehicle before they will take this issue further right and and, and sometimes they do ask questions um, it depends on the situations they have about six questions and they ask um, um, was that was that fault present at the time of the inspection uh, I mean, at time of the purchase, and uh, there's some other questions. I can't remember now from the top of my head um, how this um, how this fault actually developed, when it developed, um, what is the cost of the repairs, um, what is cost of the parts, and who would be sort of and who would be liable um, for these repairs. You know, obviously, in the, again, it depends on a situation. You know, if you, you, you can't complain about bulb went out. You know, um, more likely not like electric mirrors. Electric mirrors stopped working. You know, depends on probably which side of it. But uh, you know, when it when when it comes to the disputes, at least you can prove it. You know, and. That was the worst scenario, I'm saying. At least you have a record for you as a due diligence what in what condition is the vehicle overall, what issues are there, what are the maintenance issues, what you will need in the short term, long term, potential repair costs. Nine of the ten times the seller, like I said, would rectify. Nine of the ten times for private sellers. 
they will not rectify at least you can negotiate on a price or just walk away you know depends on the situation every, every situation is completely different it, it varies from how old is the vehicle or mileage of the vehicle again like i said um maintenance records on that vehicle and 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 how well it's been looked after and and, and mot history you know so that's why you need a pre-purchase inspection to be done before the purchase so you know the vehicle is as described because the seller will prep the vehicle for their benefit not for your benefit you know and if you do know these silly things they will be rectified before you buy this vehicle so that's why in a pain in the ass to the seller the sellers they do not like it you know but when it comes to when they recommend it they do recommend us right but they don't want um they don't want us to turn up to their places especially the people who where we inspected the vehicles and because um i understand their position it just creates a hassle uh, they need to go and fix something what they don't want to fix there will be extra um, cost involved to preparing this vehicle you know um, but obviously our job is just to document what's wrong with the vehicle potential repair costs the way it drives overall condition so you not having the problems later unexpectedly some people might only will find out those issues after six eight months when the first time will go into the garage or maybe by checking oil levels going into the garage on a next service you know um but you will get the vehicle's condition report at the time of the purchase and if there is a dispute later you know then you can prove certain things that the fault was there at the time of the purchase you know um because certain certain issues like latent defects with some intermittent faults um they could they they could appear like shortly down the line like after months depend again depends on what kind of fault code fault it is you know with what part of the sensor or actuator it is it varies you know um and at least you can go back to the seller and on occasions it will be written down if that particular like knock sensor will fail they will rectify it you know at least it makes life already easier they already acknowledged it you know they know if something goes wrong you go back and and will be sorted because then you when there's certain issues happening like dpfs getting blocked have uh, you seen many things with egi issues vehicles have slight loss of power you know you, you can only you can only find that out when you have a um probably right knowledge or somebody knowledgeable was driving a car at some point because if you don't know pretty much a vehicle you, you would assume that's how the vehicle is if there's no warning lights coming on you would assume this is how it is but technically it has a EGI issue and then it will start blocking DPF you know when the DPF starts blocking there's always cause of something causing it you know um, sometimes there's a micro cracks in it which are very very rare issues and um, that's probably who has this probably if you have a DPF problem who's ever had it you know they get they get blocked after 300 miles 400 miles you know but mostly it's always something causing it so with egr or egr inlets are blocked and this depends on a on the design of the systems you know 
uh, which could be uh, cost like oil leaks coolant leaks you know um, which one you wanna sort of pretty much stay away from oil leaks when, when buying new car but um, depends how severe they are you know you, you can only find that out on on the inspection or unless if you are clueless uh, I mean if you're clueless you're clueless you know you don't know but if you um, enthusiast you might probably go underneath the vehicle and have a look sometimes certain things you can't say it if you don't have the right equipment and um, that is that is the basically the minefield out there you know um, and main thing our job is to protect you when you buy a used vehicle so you know what condition is the vehicle the way it drives diagnostic scans and um, if you're paying a fair price, you know, what, what's the fair price? The, the price is fair, it's not how much the vehicle is, but like I said, if the vehicle is in a, has full main dealer service history, both keys and, and vehicle are going through the inspection, is, in a, is, is found to be in a good overall vehicle, vehicle condition, then obviously the price is fair as well you say the price is good or price is overpriced you know um, if the vehicle has certain standard visual external visual um, in interior overall and all the electrical systems then the price is right you know and when things start getting not right, if the vehicle has some um, faults found on inspection which needs to be rectified, then obviously it becomes, doesn't matter whether the vehicle was overpriced or it was fair or the price was good, there are issues with the vehicle which needs to be rectified. You know, and if you ever experience anything, um, even if it doesn't have a locking nut or it doesn't have a spare wheel, you know, um, when you're taking, when you're driving the car 300 miles away from the place and uh, when you start raising those issues, you know, everything you want to deal with, you'll be wasting your time, your money. By the time they're going to acknowledge that something is missing and, and needs to be doing, or some places will ask you to take the vehicle back. That means you bought a car, you're going back again, or you're dealing with some stupid stuff, locking that is missing, right? And then you're waiting for locking that for months. Or certain things like dents. Or scratches. You know, some people buying cars and then they have issues with paintwork. They don't like this. They don't like that. Then they start looking. Something is not right. Some people just knew there are issues. The panels not lining up. The headlights not not lining up. Bumpers not lining up. They're still buying a car, and then they do want to do the car inspection after. So logically, was why you bought this car. You know, if you see some, if you see something is not right, you use your gut instinct and walk away. Just simply use walk away power. If even if you arrange the finance, the finance company will be the main place who will drive you into that illusion, right? Oh, we have hundred thousand. Like I mentioned before, we have hundred thousand cars available for you. Select the car. We'll get you the finance. This, these are the finance um, APRs. These are the people who will approve you on a finance. That this is the car we will offer you. They will give you a list. You will choose it and 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 will walk away. It's not a new car, remember, it's not a new car, you know, and and everything is good, everything sounds good until it goes wrong, and the, most of the time the things are 
um, are going wrong and and people ending up with the biggest thing in all this purchase you don't want to you don't want to buy something which is not for you not meant to be for you the condition is not meant to be for you and the time you will spend to get this vehicle back or reject it in first 30, 30 days trust me you will never want that experience again in your life um, unless you bought it for from some car supermarkets well, the process will be slightly easier but again remember they will always try let, try and try again let us get this rectified let us get this rectified you know if you start acknowledging and you know yourself it's not right i don't want that condition or particular issue on this vehicle i don't want them to they they had the opportunity to get this vehicle right right at the beginning they haven't that means they cut the corners right so that means reject the vehicle walk away and buy something the second time you will be more on the game on the ball you know so it's a it's across the board main dealers smaller dealers car supermarkets is private sellers um it's a bit more hassle again with some um, trade sellers who are selling from homes it's a bit more hassle you know uh, because technically finance is the owner of the vehicle you are just a keeper you know and the agreement is between you and the finance company there's nothing really much much to do with the seller in a way legally right so that means all the complaints you have to go through the finance company and finance companies in a way I don't know they're just stupid they don't they issue the finance to anything again most of the finance companies same as extended warranties are just brokers there's only a few underwriters who provide in the, the finance from their own pocket you know um, probably Deloitte's Black Horse is the biggest right and there's other, other few which is not really that important but I'm, I'm just saying they will they will just take the money they don't care they will issue just finance or anything, you know, and then you will, you will start finding problems, especially when you'll find out um, when there's a bodywork issue, something else, and then you try to reject, they, that's where the problems are happening, you know, because no one really kind of really wants to take this vehicle back. You will only, when you go through the not favorable rejection process, you will always lose the money. You know, because most of the times people who want to reject in the first first three, four days, seven days, they bought the wrong vehicle, you know, because they've been rushing. They've been rushing and they might found something better, you know, then they're lying to the seller, you know, I understand the sellers as well, then they're lying to finance companies, they keep making up the faults, the faults are there, we have inspected several vehicles, there's no fault, you know, there's no fault present at the time of the inspection. You're driving with that person for an hour, you know, and there's nothing wrong with what he says it is, you know. So it means the report will go against you, you know, and then you will complain and blame the inspector, you know, because you would assume the inspector will simply write down there is a fault. But obviously not. It's a legally binding um, document it, 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 on a rejection process. If it goes to the court, you know, and if there is a dispute because 
it's, it's not about report. The seller don't have to take the car. There is an independent report. They don't have to. If they think they're right, they can go through the legal process, right? And they can dispute the, they can dispute this report if they want to because it technically, it's professional opinion, you know? Inspector is not a judge um, in a process and he don't have to take this vehicle back. You know, if, if he assumes you're making stuff up and, and clearly there will be, on certain occasions, that you can only write down um, vehicle is not as described, but those, I mean, if you find certain things there, it's a bit of negotiation process. It doesn't mean always you can reject the vehicle. Based on those things, the vehicle have to be in a satisfactory condition, you know? And there's, don't, there's no really definition, you know? Can you reject the vehicle because it's got slight cracks on uh, because of the age-related issues on, on the tires? Obviously not. You know, this is you should have done inspection, and then seller would put you a new tires, or you would negotiate the price. But because you're a lazy bugger, you don't want to spend, you don't want to pay extra for the price of the battery, you know, or for the price of the extra key. You don't want to do vehicle condition report, you know, and. We have people phoning in and because they're buying cheap cars, then they go into the small claims court, then they need reports. You know, to go into the small claims court, the report will cost you up to 500 pounds. For the, if you will need the expert to be invited as a witness, that will be 500 pounds. I mean, you, technically, you that will be 1,000 pounds. You're buying a car for two grand, right? Where there was a cooling system issue and you bought it, not doing inspection, who is an idiot? And then, year later, you you blaming him because you assuming there was an issue. You know, you just wasting your time, your time and effort where you can spend more sensibly somewhere else. You know, by spending this money, adding this thousand pounds and buy a better car. You know, or spending 180, I mean 200 pounds on at least good inspection, 200 point mechanical electrical check, vehicle raised, um, two diagnostics are scanned, are done, are carried out, one before the road test, one after the road test, 15 minute road test are carried out, vehicle is left running during the most process of, during the inspection time you know and then the rotus is done after all the ground checks and Miko has been raised it's carried out so everything heats up warms up you just only need like leaks and what scenario head gasket issues transmission issues or we could go into limp mode I'm, i have been several times and doing inspection where i where the vehicles actually broke down and go in a limp mode there was only one occasion where just about managed to get back. I mean, two actually, right? But when Rico's losing power, there's a gearbox selection issues, and it goes in limp mode. You have to restart and get and and, and get somehow back. You know that's reality. You rather want me for the price of the battery? You want me to break down in a vehicle than you taking this vehicle because you will drive the vehicle normal. We don't rotate the vehicle as you would drive home. There's a process the way we rotate the vehicle. We heavily drive up to the legal speed limit to test the vehicle under different engine loads, different road surfaces, 
we're using different various selections for the transfer boxes, auto, manual, depends, the clutch operation, braking, anything which is not right, any vibrations, audible noises, stupid thing, because our responsibility is to you. We want you to buy a good car. So that's why I'm spending all this time because people constantly making stupid mistakes over and over again. And then you have these people who are super smart saying you don't need an inspection, you don't know what you're talking about, or the sellers, main dealers who are saying the people are not qualified, they don't know what they're doing, you know. We have this time and time again. But our goal is they can say whatever they want, you know. We're looking after you. We want you to buy a good car. And everyone uh, with who we work, with who I do work, works according to specific blueprint, how the inspections of our four packages has to be done, how they have to be carried out. All the potential repair costs are provided. The process, the blueprint, it's like you're going to McDonald's, you'll get the same burger in Glasgow or in Poole, right? And that's it. That's how we work here. And um, you can go somewhere else. Um, you can go to RAC, you can go to AA, you can go to Primark, like Click Mechanic, right? You will get you'll get exactly what you will pay for. And um, the biggest difference of how we work in the market, we have we have sort of personal attention to the detail regards the process, how the inspections are done, potential repair costs are provided. We don't, we don't go and fail vehicles. You know, we look in so you can get out the biggest value out of this vehicle so you can have a fair situation and issues rectified before you collecting this vehicle you know or at least you know there is there's nothing wrong with the vehicle yes you always have to bear in mind the people who think or ask what happened vehicle is as described is guaranteed as described at the time of the inspection what you do have to bear in mind is it's a used vehicle and the vehicles break down. And then you'll say, what's the point of the inspection? It's a prevention. You're buying something where you shouldn't be buying or you're buying something. If there is potentially something wrong with the vehicle, that it can be rectified. There's certain latent aspects like deliberate cause of destruction, we can call it deliberate interference deliberately deleting certain aspects or certain engine or interfering into engine management systems deleting these items out which highly likely will not come up come up or on experience of the technician there will be certain issues which will um, guide certain things out you can have unplugged airbags we physically don't check them because no one wants look i mean if you're going to start stripping down the seller's vehicle you can imagine what panic it will be you know there is already panic for them when the inspection goes on 
imagine you're going to start stripping and you will never buy the car then, you know. Um, if you have doubts, you can always ask seller, strip all the airbag trims and panels, you know, inspector will have a look if there is certain issues present, you know. If you if 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 you have doubts or if you if you if you're running into these doubts, just don't waste your time, don't buy the car. Right? Everything starts from first phone call, reputation, as I said, um, sellers, credibility, and presence online. Everything starts from basics, everything starts with first impression. It's a gut instinct, it's not about just gut, it's a process. Right? If you think something is not right, just walk away. You know? They're sellers, they're super nice. They will be doing everything to make you feel you know it's not right, right? I've been in situations when inspect the cars where sellers super nice, they're bringing you coffee, they're treating you literally like you are a king, right? They put you in an office, bringing you coffee, giving you biscuits, you know? But when you start looking at a vehicle, it's a dog. You know, so there is certain ways of psychological manipulations. You know, you need to just flag these things. Or if you haven't been to the sellers, you haven't done your due diligence, you rather lose the price of the battery, 200 pounds. You rather lose 200 pounds where they knew the seller is not right. You, you, you Even if you're just talking about psychological interactions um, or be certain behaviors, the way... I will be treated on a time of the inspection. Remember, you can always ask us how was the seller, you know. You will be treated accordingly the way I was treated at the time of the inspection. And trust me, sometimes I haven't been treated nice at all. Sometimes think I was thinking, look, I just don't want to do this thing anymore, you know. Um, you've been abused. Um, you've been called names. You know, you have to simply stop and just leave um, the inspection. You know, um, they've been not 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 nice environments. You know, um, there's certain things where you have to defend yourself. You had to fight. You had to fight for the customers. You know, so literally physical fist fight, right? When you've been abused, right? Or you've been you've been pushed and punched first, right? So as a as a defense mechanism, you, this is what I had to do for one customer. So. It's it's not all it's 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 not a nice environment, you know. And when you're going to buy a car, remember, if you have a none of the due diligence, if you haven't even done your basic MOTs, you may be being so naive enough, and you left the deposit, you go to the place, and it's a shithole, right? And you're thinking, ah, you don't even know the vehicles maybe values. You just go there, and seller drags you into this loop. The car is great. There's nothing wrong with the car. You know, you will waste your time and money on the inspection if you start thinking about last minute, last minute, pulling out tactics, right? Then you will end up buying this vehicle, and I guarantee you, um, you will buy something where you shouldn't be buying. You know, and um, the, the the like I said, this market is a minefield. You know, so that's why I'm saying, do your due diligence. Never rush the decision. If you're unsure. Leave again refundable deposit. Go have a think. Don't pay cash. You know, never buy the car. What I mean by don't pay cash? Don't just give out all your money on a first day when you just seen the car. 
and you've been in, 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 in involved in this rat race, driving an hour somewhere, hour and a half, on the last minutes when they open, closing in an hour, handing them 10 grand, and then driving the vehicle back. You know, it's just, be calm, cool, there's so many cars, there's, there is 7.5 million new cars sold every year, right, including trade, you know, probably uh, most of the, um, private transactions are not not recorded but uh, just don't get to in into uh, into this addiction into adrenaline rush and when you don't think logically you know you should consider everything really really carefully never buy on price buy on a value maintenance history never leave refundable deposits i mean never never leave deposit which is non-refundable Research the seller, his presence online, the transparency and credibility by looking what people are talking about online. Um, again, if you can't find too much about the seller and the price is kind of roughly what the same people, what other people selling or people who is high reputation selling, let's say it's a thousand pounds, yeah? And you think, oh, you're gonna say a thousand pounds? What's thousand pounds? And on, on, that will be in forty-eight months. There will be twenty pounds a month more on your payment. Maybe even ten, ten pounds more on your payment. Or if, if it's two grand more, and you're buying from a reputable seller, right? With better value, with better value of the vehicle. What's been added value to the vehicle? What they actually have done, you know? That will be probably forty pounds more to your payments a month through 48 months period you know what 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 did you saved most likely everyone will take out finance you know everyone always overpay people don't look at the financial situa situation they don't take in consideration the the insurance cost for that vehicle they don't take in consideration the maintenance cost of the vehicle uh, of the vehicle even starting from tires oil changes second key prices right but they're buying a car which they technically can't afford so if you want to be one of those persons then um, you're more than likely just go and buy the car cheap as possible don't do any your due diligence checks be in this mode of zone of of, of adrenaline rush and um, when you don't think logically and you're just thinking how you're driving this brand new vehicle uh, the brand new used vehicle um, because for everyone is um, every for everyone used vehicle is a new a new vehicle you know that's how they feel that's the sensation of um, having something um, something new you know it's new to you but it's used um, used to the seller and for seller it's just another used vehicle you know, so like I said, don't buy without um, service histories, part service histories. Um, you can, it's your own risk. Um, you think you're gonna save something money down to you, you know. But like I said, if you want to be in a half decent vehicle, main dealer service history, doesn't matter how old the vehicle is, um, or specialist only, both keys, you know, then at least nine of the ten times you will be 
on, on, on reasonably looked well after the vehicle. It doesn't mean the vehicle has a full main dealer service history and it's 10 year old or 15 year old. It doesn't mean that vehicle will be in a good, will be in a good condition. You know, sometimes it can be tricky. I'm just talking about that 1% situations, 5% situations. You, you should, again, everything depends on the age and mileage of the vehicle. The older the vehicle is, the more likely there will be more um, wear and tear issues, right? Like cracking, cracked bushes, cracked suspension bushes, CV boots, um, which starts um, depreciate, depreciating, you know, um, perishing, I mean. And then you will have plays and ball joints because after 60,000 miles, There is no more sort of warranty on a suspension parts on on the vehicles, pretty much, right? So, a suspension gonna start falling bits if it's a motor link like BMWs, Audis. After sixty thousand, trust me, you will start start replacing something at least arm by arm or bush by bush. You know, um, when you, when you when you hit ten year old mark, you know, you know, um, there there is a time when you will start changing bushes constantly until you will replace um, suspension in general you know I'm just saying and um, even if it has main dealer service history especially when the vehicle gets older there will be still some issues found they might they will not be significant enough to reject more likely the vehicle but there is something at least you will know in the short term long term how much money you will have to sort of spend maybe you'll be able to still negotiate on a seller maybe something they can still are replaced depends depends on the situation you know um, depends on the safety aspect um, and um, and lastly before remember MOTs is just a legal requirement there are people who abuse an MOT system there are people who own MOT stations and they own garages and they sell cars as well they will not record like heavy corrosions some leaks they sometimes can be everything clean you know and there's a he super heavy corrosions on the side and they're not recorded so i'm just saying you know mot is just a legal requirement and there are people abusing the system for self-interest for self-benefit especially i would never buy the car from the garage from the repairer who is just the ordinary garage because they will do some Mickey Mouse repairs they can do. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying everyone you can put. In, I'm not saying you can put everyone in the same box. But as a rule of thumb, I would never buy the car from mechanic because if you know what I mean, you you know what I mean. Um, as there can be certain things ignored and most likely will not up to the scratch. I can guarantee you that, you know. So that's why I would never buy the car from repair shop, from the garage, who's selling the vehicles, you know, um, as they have. It's a conflict of interest, you know. It doesn't mean the sellers who selling the cars, they, they don't have places where they repair it. They do, but I would avoid places where physically specializing on repairs, but they're selling cars outside the forecourt um, as... Um, uh, and uh, another additional income you know because the more likely there will be issues there will be engine repairs there will be certain things done 
and you don't want to buy the car which has been messed around with the engine or gearbox normally indication in one position the way how you look at it in one way is good because it's repaired and uh, and fixed another and as other aspect is it's been repaired it's not been tested it's gonna fail at some point again you know and then you have these people been messing about with head gaskets or turbos the more likely there's something latent which is going to show up or the or transfer boxes or gearboxes or gearbox repairs or dsg gearbox repairs the more likely there will be something and you don't want to buy the vehicle which has been messed around too much because in most of the occasions is the person spent too much of money because the vehicle has been problematic and is He's been kept spending the money, spending the money at the point where Gary said, look, just sell it. And then you're going to buy this particular vehicle and you will go through this roller coaster, you know. So, depends who did the repair. If it's a Porsche and they did, I don't know, engine repairs, you don't want to buy it if it's not um, a Porsche specialist or very reputable um, engine repairer specifically f for those engines or in general as a skilled place to do certain work which have a reputation in the market they're done they're doing an excellent job and you and and, and that repair can be considered as a high um, repair to the very good standard according to manufacturers guidelines or specifications you know I'm just saying that there is a lot of things what people don't think and, and and just assume, you know, I would never buy the car which is serviced at QuickFit. I would never never buy the car which is serviced at Halfords. QuickFit's job is change tires, sell you tires, you know. Um, same as Halfords, it's a quick maintenance thing, so you can quickly jump in to do something like changing discount pads, where you don't want to spend the money on a main dealer, you know. You don't want to give those people to diagnose certain things and repair certain things. It's gonna go wrong, you know. I'm not certain. Oh, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm just stereotyping. I'm just saying, I want to go to like I'm servicing my car at a Hyundai dealership. I can do it. I'm a qualified technician, and uh, and I'm registered. And I am my register. What are the requirements for for requirements for the main um, dealers um, when you're servicing the vehicle and using obviously main dealers checklist and main dealer and main dealer parts or, or, or OEM approved parts and and so but I just give it to them because I know my car is washed I don't have to waste my time I don't have to get dirty um, and I know all the softwares will be updated I will just remind them to do it you know um, I do what I do best and I leave to people who do that every single day you know, so that's why we only specialize with who we work on used vehicle inspections. We have the blueprint, which I designed, which you will not receive the service um, from anywhere else like it in the UK. You know, um, as, this, as the inspection packages would not include the the value of what you're receiving somewhere else even you think oh that's a premium that's a premium but when you look at it day premium is our standard inspection like some primark services you know out, out there you know so again like i said use quality service use quality parts use quality repairers 
specialists or main dealers. Certain sometimes I would agree everyone makes some mistakes, but depends how you deal with them. You know. Um, on this note, I think I'm gonna finish this long-winded um, conversation, but we already feel bored. But I just my job is to raise awareness for people to not get scammed. You know when buying a used car because we check the VIN numbers you know um, we check the paperwork V5C service service history we're taking a pictures of them you know so um, your job would be doing a full car history check before you buying and and just asking for IDs and rest of the things will be checked for you and you can buy with the confidence and uh, remember um, it's a used car it will can still break down um, same as new cars break down as long as you have backup with the good extended warranty you can have a look on the car because my extended warranties which are through the auto protect a customer protect product product um, even after uh, over 10 years or even over 10 year old vehicles we do have a product it's a very basically simple safety cushion for some actuators for some sensors for engines and and gearboxes that they, they, they are list you can have a look on a car example the Tom extended warranties click essential um, and comprehensive there's two types up to 500 pounds cover and thousand pound cover and you can have a look on the terms condition terms and conditions exactly on essential especially you will list everything what they do cover and what they don't cover and comprehensive is up to 10 years up to 100,000 miles um, it's they cover all mechanical and electrical aspects of the vehicle up to 500 pounds or up to 1,000 pounds. Um, again, you can compare it in a market which is the best um, extended warranty for you. Depends on the price of the vehicle. You know, I main thing the value of the vehicle. Um, if you buy a Ferrari, you're not gonna you're not gonna get essential warranty from a car example, which, which costs which will cover you up to 1,000 pounds maximum, 50 50 pounds an hour labor price. You know, it just doesn't work that way. You know, so you need appropriate research um, appropriate extended warranty um, for, 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 for the value of the vehicle or for the value of the repair and what is the labor rate um, per, per hour extended warranty will pay out for the claim so I hope I hope it makes sense to somebody um, again for the people who are big enough they can make their own decisions but if people who who are concerned what they're buying and um, and understand the minefield in the market, uh, they will reconsider it and um, will make the right decision. Um, I do hope that helps. And uh, whoever watched, thanks for watching. Let me now switch this thing off.